you are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Woo! Bob Rock there. Alex Clancy here. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Listen, what the hell has happened over the last 24 hours, Bo? Like, the first two days, brief recap. Small little in-house cleaning in-house additions, Kelvin Beecham, small small money deal, and then yesterday, A.J. Green, right before we do the podcast. Boom. 32 years old, we'll talk about it a little bit. The trade for Rodney Hudson, Bo. We did a Locked On Now. You can check out. We've retweeted it from Locked On AZ Cards. You can check it out at uh, Locked On NFL Pods to check it out as well on Twitter. We haven't really had a chance really to breathe and discuss this. So, Rodney Hudson comes to the Cardinals for a third rounder, and the Cardinals get a seventh rounder in return. Rodney Hudson, the day before, two days ago, was set to be cut and have the last year voided off his contract. So, you can look at it one of two ways. One, John Gruden got a third round pick for a dude that was going to be cut. So, good for him. It's a win in that respect. The Cardinals won a bidding war in some capacity. There had to have been more than one team going after Rodney Hudson's services. The Cardinals giving up a third-round pick seems light. You know, especially for what the Cardinals need. If the, if it were to have been for a second-round pick, it would have been like, man, that bites. But the Cardinals need the help, so it's worth the price. And the fact that they got him for a third-round pick, and you can now solidify the middle, the spine of the offensive line, as it were, with your bookends of DJ Humphreys and Kelvin Beach, and we'll see what happens with the interior guard position on either side of the line, on the other side of the center. But mm-hmm. right now, with those two additions, watching Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick walk, it softens the blow for sure. I think that those were expected, though. You didn't expect the Arizona Cardinals to get a Pro Bowl caliber center not named Corey Lindsley this offseason. So it's a slam dunk. I mean, this was, you, you, you solidified, you bolstered your offensive line when otherwise you thought that that ship had sailed after day one of the, of the negotiation period. So, you know, gold star for Steve Kime for pulling this off. I mean, now, and I'm going to say, I'm going to throw caliber on this because DJ Humphreys is yet to be, you know, a pro bowler and, and you've got yourself in uh, last year, you didn't have Hudson as a pro bowler, but he's a three-time pro bowler. You have pro bowl caliber starters on your offensive line. We know what Beecham can bring. He's reliable to bookend the offensive line. So you've got on this, the bookends of it, solid. Beecham, Humphreys. You got in the middle, you've got a guy in Hudson who's rock solid. And then you'll figure out what you're going to do with the guard positions. Looks like it's going to be Justin Pugh, who will continue to be an Arizona Cardinal. He's a starting caliber guard. And then we'll see what happens. Is it going to be Justin Murray or is it going to be Josh Jones, the second year third round pick uh, sliding into that second guard role at J.R. Sweezy looks like he's exiting via free agency. So look, you got to be pretty pumped about this. And we talked about it in the locked on now video, which is up, as you mentioned at locked on AZ cards that Steve Kime just continues to check off the boxes. 
I mean, there's a there's a gigantic glaring need now, and it's obvious what the mission is for the rest of the offseason. But I mean, as far as what they've done, you know, people can, you know, uh, they can they can crush it because of the age of these players. But these guys are still starting caliber, impact making NFL players. Yeah, and I mean, no yeah, I mean, there's a lot of holes that need to be filled, not only for starters. But also for you know depth and depth has been something the Cardinals have severely lacked over the last handful of years. Sure, as of right now, Steve Kime has has been a wizard. He's been the Vance Joseph of the 2020 season. We didn't see this much aggression this early coming. You always wish for something like this, especially when there's severe need in in and lacking talent in, in in several different positions on this roster. But you're right, cornerback is definitely the next uh, position of need, a couple fold here. Yeah. It, let me ask you this. And I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on it. I just kind of want a quick answer as far as Rodney Hudson goes. Because in my opinion, the fact that he remained on the roster and the Arizona Cardinals were able to not even let him hit the open market was a great thing. Right? Them trading a third-round pick and basically not letting him leave the building it was the right move. Because otherwise, you know... Look at the teams that are vying for free agent centers right now. We just saw the Miami Dolphins just strike out again. They, you know, as far as cap wise, the Arizona Cardinals were going to be in these bidding wars. Steve Kime didn't let it get that yeah. far, and I got to give credit to the guy for doing. Yeah, that. and you got to think he's thirty-two. He's got two years left on his deal. It's going to be silly because I think one of them was avoidable year. I need to double check with the with the Raiders. I would assume that a small extension will be coming, depending on what the cap hit and what they need the cap hit to be for this season. You would hope that he'll be here for the next handful of years. Now, Cameron Cox from Channel 12, from the, the Tegna affiliate here, in, uh, Channel 12 NBC is going to join us in the next segment coming up in a couple minutes. I want to pick his brain about this. Bo, talking about Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick, right now, yep. if you were to go back and you saw Hassan Reddick signed a one-year, $6 million deal with, with the Carolina Panthers, we don't know how much the guaranteed money is at this point, really. If I were to ask you, would you rather have AJ Green or Hassan Reddick for the same money? Who would you mm-hmm. choose? I think the Arizona Cardinals had filled their need. They'd made the decision that they were going to retain Marcus Golden, and there was a bigger need as a at the wide receiver position than pass rush. So I mean, he's eight years older, or seven years I, older. I, I understand that, but at the same time, it's Hassan Reddick just had one of those uh, anomaly seasons. Like mm-hmm. he. he he was a bust up until 2020 and the Cardinals gave him an opportunity in a contract year to go make some big bucks. And he, he was successful, but at the same token, when you look at the two guys that the Arizona Cardinals lost, there was really no market materialized for them. Like they both signed one year deals. They're both in 2021 going to have to prove it again. And uh, look, I mean, AJ green, he's got to prove that he still has something left in the tank. But, you know, uh, and, and there's a glaring need at the corner position. But, no, I, I have no problem with the Arizona Cardinals deciding to to just kind of get out of it. Don't, I don't know if they offered him a deal as far as Hassan Reddick, but you feel pretty confident that they made the right move and not even really thinking about franchise tagging the guy. It would have been, what, six extra million dollars yeah. for, for Hassan Reddick. Alex Lanty, so, Bo Brock. Yeah, I locked on Cardinals. Listen, yeah, the fact that he didn't get three for thirty, like if he would have got three for twenty-five, it would have been easier to take. I'm like, oh, they wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have given him that money anyways. But the fact that it yeah. was close for both Patrick Peters and Hassan Reddick just makes you think an extra beat. Like, could they have made it work if the money would have been a little bit more team friendly? 
Uh, on the other side, we're going to talk to Cam Cox from NBC12 here in Phoenix, uh, part of the Tegna affiliate, which is locked on in Tegna and now a big, huge family. So I'm excited to talk about him on the other side. Has Steve Kime been a top 10 GM since drafting Kyler Murray? We'll tackle that next, Locked On Cardinals. But first, I always love talking about these guys, rockauto.com. Everything's online, man. It's a remote world now. I guess things are opening back up, but rockauto.com has been like this forever, 20 years, family-owned business. You don't have to go to a chain storefront. You don't have to get lost in a store looking for a little part that could fit inside the palm of your hand. You go to rockauto.com. They have everything laid out. The prices are the same as for professionals, as they are for do-it-yourselfers. Whether it's for your daily driver, your weekend driver, if you need taillights or carpet or paint, rockauto.com has got you covered. Remember, when you go to rockauto.com, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And also, I'm lucky enough and happy to talk about Built Bar also. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a long time now. Built Bar is amazing. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They taste amazing and they're 100% chocolate covered. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's Built Bar matchup is caramel brownie and double chocolate. I don't know who the hell is going to win. Go to BuiltBar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. I mean, uh, this is... Bo and I, like, luckily, you don't have to do free nights and weekends on cell phones anymore and that texting is free because I spoke to Bo Brock yesterday on the phone more than I have in one day since I've since I've known him. And a lot of it was, oh, my God, did you just see what happened? Like, he called me. I, I hadn't seen the Rodney Hudson thing. We were getting ready to go on with Peter Bukowski, who, who hosts Locked On Today, to talk about the A.J. Green trade. And yeah. he screams in my ear, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not late for this meeting. And he's like, no, they just traded for Rodney Hudson. I'm like, sweet mother. I don't refresh for Twitter Twitter for 30 seconds, and looks what, look what happened. So the Cardinals, since the end of last season to right now, March 18th yeah. at 10, 12 a.m. local time, are a completely different organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the foundational pieces of J.J. Watt and A.J. Green, aging vets, we'll talk about the, the window to succeed myriad times from now until training camp. But just, we saw talent level raise last year. We saw the floor raise. It was incremental, but we definitely saw it raise from 2019 to 2020, obviously, with the acquiring of DeAndre Hopkins. We've seen the strengthening of this foundation just between the ears raise incrementally with the signing of J.J. Watt and A.J. Green. Who knows what they're going to be on the field, Bo? If they both underwhelm, would you be that surprised? I mean, they're both not 26 coming off career years. I think we'd be moderately surprised, but regardless of what it is, they will help this organization between the ears and leadership-wise, which has been desperately needed, especially if Larry Fitzgerald doesn't return. Yeah, I mean, as you're trying to attract, and it looks like the you know the glaring need is cornerback, and, and there's there remains a pretty impressive market as far as free agent corners, what's going to be attractive to them as the money dries up? 
it's going to be teams that are going for it. And the Arizona Cardinals, there's no, there's no doubt about it. They're going for it with their moves this offseason as they try to take advantage of being able to build around Kyler Murray and what his rookie contract is and what it allows, and bringing in J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, a veteran kicker and Matt Prater. Uh, these are guys that uh, are going to attract players who are the money is going to be even across the board for the most part. I mean, if somebody like Jacksonville wants over, then go ahead, go play in Jacksonville. But if you want to compete in the NFC West, uh, I, I think that there's going to be, you know, there's a slew of free agent quarterbacks out there. Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Richard Sherman, Xavier Rhodes, Kwan Williams, Desmond King, Bashad Breland, Casey Hayward. Uh, it, it, it's a long list. And I think that the Arizona Cardinals can absolutely grab one. I saw a guy, I put out a, a, my wish list as far as the top three corners. I, I hope that they'll go after. And somebody said, well, why not just, let's just get all three of them. I'm like, that's not that crazy of an idea. Why yeah. not? There's enough room in the position group. Yeah. I mean, they need just need to figure out the cap. And I mean, it seems like we need to see exactly what the numbers are going to be with Rodney Hudson. We need to see exactly if they're going to restructure. If they want to extend Chandler Jones a year, and turn things into a signing bonus and make that cap number a little bit lower than $20 million. They're just needing to figure it out because what we've learned so far is that the cap is a myth. And you can figure <laughs> out ways to give Taysom Hill 40 or $140 million and really only give him nine. Like, you know, they need to figure – this is where it really becomes intricate on if they want to make some more moves of impact, as you mentioned, bringing on two corners and then maybe drafting one, the salary cap will need to be finagled around. Let's bring on Cam Cox at CamCox12 on Twitter. Dude, so much has happened since we've talked last. I, w- I want to ask you – Last night. I, I was so worked up, and this morning I felt like I was having, like, dream flash. It's weird. Okay. It's been a weird 24 hours So here. I want to ask you this first before I ask about specific moves. Since drafting Kyler Murray, do you see Steve Kime as a top 10 GM in the NFL? And, and, and See, I already couldn't sleep last night. You you hit me with that. Like this morning, I barely had coffee and yep. breakfast. And you're going to throw that question. I've been up since four, baby. Come on. <laughs> um, yes, I do. Uh, I still struggle with his draft. Uh, that's part of the reason why I don't mind the uh, Rodney Hudson move whatsoever. Because you look at the third round picks in the past, and I'm like, okay. Let's go get the best center in football. So I still struggle with him as someone who could build through the draft, and that's going to haunt him for a long time, especially offensive linemen, considering he played the position in college. Uh, but the moves that he's made, the trades that he's been able to pull off, um, you, it's hard to find another GM in football that's been able to do the same thing. Steve Kime is a weird evaluation when you look at him as a GM, and he's pulled off some great trades, I mean, some that other GMs can only dream of, and some great signings, uh, but his draft history is a – it's a little weird. So, I, yes, to answer your question, yes, I would consider him a top 10 GM. Now that I'm thinking about it, top six, there you go. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that? the reason why I ask is because arguably the best GM that we've seen over the last 20 years has been Bill Belichick, and he's also been the head coach, and he doesn't draft well. I mean, luckily he had Tom Brady and guys that could buy in, and he had an older defense that he took over, you know, with Teddy Bruschi and everybody, but – and now the Patriots are just throwing away money. Hey, anybody need to raise, just go ask Bill Belichick, and apparently he'll give you a raise no matter what. So that, they're, they're going after that. Again. I hope everybody knows that. They're going to be average at best again. So I know. I'm not, I'm not that impressed with their signings as well, but they're going after kind of young guys entering their prime where the Arizona Cardinals are getting more established guys. Are you scared off at all with the age of the players that they're bringing in? 
I think it shrinks their window a little bit, but I think it lines up with kind of things that they're going to do that they're hoping to accomplish in the next two years while they have this contract with Kyler Murray. So I think it, it fits their window per se. What is their window? I don't know. You ask the players, they'll tell you, oh, we're a Super Bowl contender. You're like, hey, man, you still got to good luck with that. Um, I, I think it fits their window. Um, you can't argue with some of the guys that they got. So I think that's the biggest key. When you get some established vets uh, who come in here, I, I think that's that's always big. Uh, then let some guys come in there and develop. As we've seen, it's, it takes some time for some guys, for some reason, to get in and play and develop. So I, I have no objections to going out and getting some big name guys um on the veteran side of it because i think that's what's been missing i mean you look at this locker room i I just remember 2015 and the big names and the veterans who controlled that locker room and that has never been the same since that year so to bring in some guys that hopefully can do that again and establish that veteran present in that locker room i think it's a big thing for this team because it's been lacking in recent years cam cox nbc 12 here in phoenix alex clancy bobrock locked on cardinals we're going to talk about Hassan Reddick and Patrick Peterson in the final segment, but we have a couple minutes here before jumping to that. This is the fun part for all of us, the collectively, where they've eaten their Brussels sprouts. They've gotten offensive linemen. They got J.J. Watt, uh, uh, you know, as a, a Brussels sprouts are terrible. But you need to eat your vegetables. And then now in the draft and free agency, wide receiver, cornerback, running back. The fun stuff is now. and it. But the, but the scary part is, to your point, like, now Steve Kime has to judge talent, and I don't know if he's capable of, of, of doing so. I mean, we, we have people asking us all over Twitter, and Bo is, Bo is in this camp, signing one or two, Adore Jackson, Malcolm Butler, uh, Desmond Trufant, somebody like that, and then drafting one at 16, now seems more on the, on the line of imperative than potentially what it was a couple weeks ago. They have nobody in their cornerback room. Yeah, uh, one name to keep an eye out on free agency, Gary Conley, uh, the guy who was hurt all last year for the Houston Texans. I- I've heard his name a bunch here recently. Didn't play a lot there at all last year. Uh, you know, is a guy that can play that position um, if they're looking for someone maybe to take a flyer on just like they did A.J. Green and kind of approve it deep. If they don't sign one of those big names that you just threw out there, he's a guy that I think would fit well here and kind of another project guy like Robert Alford. Um, a guy that they would bring in and have to prove it. I did have a name thrown at me this morning in the draft, Jace Horn out of South Carolina. If he's there, it sounds like that's you know, Bo's favorite dude. That's yeah, Bo's so, favorite Bo, dude. It's funny. It's funny. And I'll, I'll tell you this when we talk about Pat, but someone who knows Pat very well throughout that name this morning to me as someone maybe the Cardinals are interested. So, uh, you know, it, it looks like they're going to try and get a corner in the draft, uh, but it, I, I would no doubt see them sign somebody in free agency. It's not going to be a big name starter guy. But it's a guy they're going to try and bring in and see where he can fit, you know, probably next to Byron Murphy and Robert Alford, who is yeah. apparently hasn't played in two years but still has job security and is a starter. <laughs> he's getting uh, he's losing a little cash, but yeah, he still has a job after not playing since uh, his. Yeah, I will Falcons. say this: I have more video the past two years in training camp of Robert Alford making plays <laughs> than I probably do of anybody else in training camp. So whatever that means, you, you read into it how you want to, but. Uh, he has looked fantastic before getting hurt in training camp the past two years. Now let, let's get in, let's get into the conversation, Cam, because you, you mentioned it already, and it's been such a polarizing topic on my timeline. I just like I'll just tweet out facts, not opinions or anything, and people just come at me with this Pat Pete hate, like, oh, you're just like a Pat Pete apologist. And I was just the the team was atrocious in 2019 when he was down out for six games. I'm just saying there's got to be a better plan without P 
two in the lineup than there was back then. There's not. There's really yeah. not whatsoever. <laughs> There's not a better plan. Uh, I'll tell you this. I heard two things. Two things I've heard the past couple of days. Apparently, Pat's value on the open market wasn't what I thought it was. To me, I think he's worth $10 million. I thought he was worth $10 million to the Cardinals because now what's your plan? You don't have one. You're basically going to take a flyer on somebody in free agency, and then you're going to hope to get a hope. You're going to hope a cornerback falls to you that you want in the draft unless you're going to move that second-round pick to move up and maybe take the guy you got. So now it, it, I thought he was worth $10 million, but apparently on the open market, he was only worth between about five and eight is the number that I kept hearing from different people. And this morning I heard that they wanted to move on from him. What that means, I don't know, uh, but apparently that's probably why Patrick Peterson is not an Arizona Cardinal anymore. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Cam Cox from NBC 12 here in Phoenix. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about the lineage, the legacy of Patrick Peterson how he's going to be remembered, and if the Cardinals should have signed Hassan Reddick instead of A.J. Green. I asked Bo about that earlier. We'll ask Cam about it next. Locked on Cardinals. But first, I get to talk about our friends at betonline.ag. March Madness is here, man. The first four is tonight. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness, today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Then we'll have our Sweet 16. So many games to bet on. So many odds. So many props. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's easy and free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Once again, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. So AJ Green just had his introductory press conference. I want to play one clip that I'm excited about um, regarding playing with DeAndre Hopkins and how AJ Green was a top five wide receiver for probably a five or six year stretch, and you know saved the last couple years injury concerns playing with the Bengals, just like Asan Reddick uh, blew out the waters last year with 12 and a half sacks. AJ Green regressed. On the other side of the spectrum, I wonder which is closer to the truth moving forward for both of those players. I'll ask that, but first, so Patrick Peterson, polarizing guy. Bo and I have talked about him a lot. You've talked about him a lot. You've, I mean, Cam, you've, you, I mean, this is, it's been a storyline for the last like two seasons. I mean, yeah. maybe even going back to 2018, where he requested to be traded when they were uh, in the stupor in the NFL. And yeah, then he went to the Phoenix Open and was like, hey, just kidding, y'all. Just, just kidding, guys. Then we went to his car show in March and everything was good. And then the PEDs, I mean, it was just kind of one thing after. Yeah, it was it was a, t- a tough road for him over the last 18 months or so of his of his tenure with the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be missed just because the Cardinals secondary isn't great outside of the, the safety position. Just like A.J. Green looks like the wide receiver too already because the wide receiving core isn't great. The impact of Patrick Peterson on and off the field for the city of Phoenix and the Cardinals, severity-wise with him not being here, 1-10. to Now, I I think it's minimal. I think it's maybe a 4 or 5 now because of the guys that they brought in, some of the impact players that they brought in around him, like a J.J. Watt who can kind of take over that role. Um, I, I will say over the last decade, though, very few people in football, in my eyes, have meant as much to an organization in a city 
as Patrick Peterson has meant to the Cardinals. I mean, just that, that massive punt return uh, to win the game when he first got here. I mean, this city back then was, was not necessarily it – w- it was becoming more of a football town. Now it's a football town for real. I mean, th- it bleeds yeah. a football town here in the Valley. And part of that is because Patrick Peterson was so much fun to watch. I mean, he was one of the more durable and dependable – and dominating cornerbacks this past de- this past decade, regardless what he's done the last couple of years, that is Pat's legacy here. In my eyes, he belongs in the Ring of Honor. Um, I'll say this from a standpoint of what he's done in the community, helping kids learn how to read. Christmas and Thanksgiving, he made sure everyone, uh, in especially in Central Phoenix, got gifts, got food. I mean, so his impact on this valley will be felt for a very long time. And uh, I think he should be in the ring of honor. It, it's a shame how it ended these past couple of years and kind of the drama. Uh, but Patrick Peterson definitely meant a lot to this Valley. And uh, he gave everybody plenty of memories over these past uh, decades. Yeah. Hopefully time heals these wounds because you're right. He was beloved ever. I mean, when he was selected number five overall at LSU in 2011, like very outside of Larry Fitzgerald, those picks didn't hit. And he hit, he was, he was the Valley's version of prime time. Like he played on the offensive side. He had the punt returns. He was a lockdown. I mean, he was just an absolute beast. And then 2018, he became this polarizing figure. I mean, here's what I'm, I'm hoping for. I'm hoping he goes to Minnesota, whatever. And then he realizes, let's make a change. Let's play some safety and come back to the desert. Does that like Charles Woodson resurgence kind of thing? Cause Woodson didn't start playing safety until he's like 35. Well, these, you know, what's interesting. And I had another person tell me this last night, a lot of these veterans taking these small deals because, and I, and you know, for some reason I, I just didn't realize this, but the cap is going to go up 20 to 40. I mean, one guy said, told me 40 million next year. I'm like, what? Cause the TV money is going to be so huge. And yeah. so a lot of these veterans, these are kind of those prove it. Let's wait and see what the money is next year type of deal. So they get uh, in his eyes, $10 million. That's, that's pretty big considering the number that I was getting thrown at. So um, it's almost one of those proven deals. You're seeing a lot of veterans take those small deals just to see what we can get the next year when all the money comes out. Cam Cox, NBC 12 here in Phoenix. I want to leave you here with this. This was a clip from AJ Green's press conference. I'm sure you've heard it already, but this is for everybody else. This was his answer to a question about him playing alongside DeAndre Hopkins. Take a listen here. That's, that's going to take a lot off me because, um, you know, what he's – He's done in this league forever, um, the caliber of play, player he is. And then um, for me to be on the other side of that, um, I'm going to get a lot of one-on-ones, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, <laughs> Ten years playing in an offense where you are the vocal point to take away every week. and um, But coming to this offense where you have all these other guys and all these playmakers on the field with you, I'm going to make my job um, a lot easier. He's got the demeanor of a golfer, man. Like he's so <laughs> level-headed for such an egomaniacal position. Uh, uh, by and large. So with off that clip of, man, A.J. Green put up crazy numbers, and he was doubled. There was a spy on him, a safety over the top of him, the majority of his career in Cincinnati where he was the option. I mean, he had Marvin Jones there uh, for a while, Tyler Boyd the last couple of years. A.J. Green, six and a half. Hassan Reddick, six. Which would you rather have knowing what Hassan Reddick's worth was on the open market right now? Uh, I think I would rather have AJ Green just because they needed another weapon on offense. Uh, Hassan, listen, I I like Hassan Reddick, but I watched him for four years struggle to find himself. He looked lost out there, and then finally he has this breakout year. It's very happy for him to have that type of year. The Cardinals needed that when Chandler Jones went down. Uh, but I, I've seen Hassan Reddick that project try and happen, and it just hasn't. So uh, 
I like A.J. Green better. They needed another receiver. They're not going to pay Juju what he wants. They're not going to pay these other guys, you know, above 15, 16, 17 million. So this is what you had to pay to get a guy like A.J. Green and take another flyer. Um, I'm fine with it whatsoever. I will say this. I don't care who they sign. Doesn't matter. This is going to come down to Kyler Carey. Bottom line, period. Cliff has to grow as a play caller. Kyler has to grow up as a quarterback. So we said the same thing about Larry last year. Oh, yeah. Hop is going to do this. Larry's going to have all these one-on-one matchups. Kirk's going to be running free down the field. How many times do we see that after the Hail Mary? Very yeah. rarely whatsoever. I don't care who they sign. I don't care that now Kyler has the, you know, the APA, the Acolyte Protection Agency. If y'all wrestling fans, you'll get that. Uh, you know, lining up for him in the front five. It doesn't matter. It's going to come down to if Cliff can be a better play caller, can manage the game better, and Kyler Murray can be a better quarterback. Alex, our guy Cam is on a mission, though. If you've been paying attention to all the press conferences, he's got a question that he asks every time. What about Fitz? What about Fitz? What have you gathered from all their answers, and what do you think the A.J. Green signing means for Fitzgerald's future? I don't know, man. You know, I'll say this. I have blind faith. I have blind faith that Larry Fitzgerald is coming back and – that he's going to run this back one more year. He's going to give fans a chance to say goodbye to him properly in a full stadium. Um, Hopefully Cliff Kingsbury will use him better when he comes back. If I see another screen pass on third down and 15, I might jump out this seventh floor window here, uh, you know, at 200 East Van Buren. Um, I'm hoping he comes back one more time, but I'm serious. I'm I'm on the fence. I just, I just don't know. Um, And especially the deal with Pat yesterday, uh, going back to Minnesota, I didn't want to throw this out there in the universe. Don't I have no it. idea about this, but I saw you know fans already chatting. I see Alex. I see you shaking your head. Yeah, uh, wouldn't it be crazy if if Larry went back to me? I don't think that ever happens. By the way, if he goes back to Minnesota, he's always said he's going to finish his career here or not play at all. But I just I got bad feelings. I got good feelings. I got bad feelings. I got good feelings. I hope he comes back. I got bad feelings that you know he he's gone and. You know, the last, you know, not the last member we have of Fitz, but the last game of Fitz is him not even playing. And I just think that would be that would be tough. I got, I got a bad feeling about your tie habit, man. It looks like it's multiplied since we've talked last. Alex Clancy, <laughs> Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals, Cam Cox, at Cam Cox 12, part of the Teg the Family, NBC 12 here in Phoenix. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, guys. By the way, Zane Gonzalez, Matt Brader, same stats. Same stats. Go look You're it up. Wrong. I know. Can he still kick 60-yard field goals if so great? I'll take our chances here. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.